Hello! Hi. 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 And welcome to Praise Dionysus. Praise, Praise him. Get a little more to get I got there. carried away. Uh, and today is the first episode of the Midsummery. Hoot hoot. hoot, hoot. <laughs> it's apparently what we've agreed. Excited owls. Yeah. Owls love Midsummer. Queer and owls. so do Jake's and James's. That's exactly right. Hoot hoot. Hoot hoot. Uh, and yes, yeah, so this is the first episode of this year's Midsummery. Um, hoot, as hoot. A, hoot hoot. No, we're not establishing okay, a hoot. All right. no. <laughs> No more accidental mascots that we don't need. Um, But yeah, no, so yeah, this is our Midsummery, so it's going to be us experiencing as much of this year's Midsummer Festival in Melbourne as as we can. And yeah, the two of us will, yeah, go as much as we can and then come back here and talk to you, sweet listener, about our experiences of this year's festival. Very excited. Yeah. I'm um, excited to see a lot of queer art. Yeah. Yeah. Go to a lot of queer events. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so this being the first of the episodes of, of the year of our summary will be us sitting here kind of like talking about our experiences so far and what we're looking forward to with this year's festival. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, sweet, um, sweet listener. Sweet listener. And yeah, let's let's get started. Hoot hoot. Hi, Jay. Hello, James. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? Yeah, super duper good, actually. Thank you for asking. That's great. Happy Midsummer. Happy Midsummer to happening. you. Yes, it's begun. Yes. We're in the you... thick of it. Oh, don't say that. Why? Because we're not in the thick of it. We're at the start of it. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, we cause... get to go through the thick of it. Right, so how do you start? In the thin of it? In the... I guess the, so. The girth of it. Oh. The... No. Titillating. <laughs> T- mm. I think um, boobalating. <laughs> that's, that's, that's stupid. Like Michael <laughs> oh, Michael Buble. Oh, because of our last episode, I've been listening to so much Michael Buble. I listened to um that share uh, uh, song you told told everyone to listen oh, to. Oh, just like Jesse James. Just like just like Jesse James. Great song. Great song. Great song. I listened to it on the tram this morning. Yeah, this is not a music review or recommendation podcast. No, it's the midsummer. Yeah, that's no, but yeah, in the last episode we did, there was just a lot of talk of different songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was that. There was Michael Buble and there was another song you told us all to listen to. Come and shake your body, baby, do the congas. Yes. <laughs> Which I was whistling at work today and then it got stuck in all the doctor's brains. So thank it's, you for that. It's one of the best songs. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, what else is your, like, give your last couple of days a rating out of five stars? Okay. Um, well, uh, the most exciting thing to have to be recently is I got pranked at work today. Oh, okay. A prank was laid upon me. So I work at a hospital and I eat a lot of the hospital biscuits because they're just in our office. Wait, just to clarify for people, are you a brain surgeon? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to believe. Uh No, I'm just, I work in admin. It's not that exciting. I'm Mm -hmm. like a reception bitch. Um, It's good fun. I like the people I work with. Anywho, um, I eat the hospital biscuits quite a lot because we have like a bunch of them in the office that get restocked every now and again. Are they intended for diabetic patients? They're intended just for people to have like a little sweet treat to tide them over. But when you say people, do you mean patients or do you mean the staff that like biscuits? They're intended for people (laughs) to eat. And I will say no more on the matter. (laughs) Spoken like a true rule breaker. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anywho. uh, So I love a I love a cookie. And I eat the cookie all the time. Yes. Uh, and so recently, I uh, a coworker made a comment that I was eating too many of them. Oh, they body shamed you? Body shamed me accidentally. <laughs> she's she's of a slightly older generation, and it was quite funny at the time. I was, uh-huh. you know, I shot her down, but <laughs> shot her down in flames. Like, yeah, she deserves. Shut it. up, bitch. <laughs> no, no, no. I love her. She's lovely. Anywho, uh, today I walked into work at seven thirty in the morning. And there was a sign up in front of the little cupboard where we get the biscuits. And it was like a graph. And it said, 
due to us consuming too many hospital biscuits, <laughs> please write down how many you eat on this graph. And it said, like, uh, staff member, numbers consumed in the morning, numbers consumed in the evening. And I flew into a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, this, this document... Did it seem to be about gathering data, or was it about taking ownership of people's selfishness? Like it looked like it was gonna. It would look like it was to shame people into not eating as many hospital biscuits. Uh-huh. Uh, and I knew that it was probably me that had caused this. Uh-huh. So I, I is I'm, there a culture of a lot everyone, of everyone? Everyone loves to eat a hospital biscuit. Uh-huh. Okay, they're a young little In the way treat. that everybody loves to be a cat, is this just a thing that you say? Or e- no, Jake. Everyone loves a ho- hospital biggie. Uh-huh. I'll die on that hill. They're yummy. Okay. They're yummy and delicious. Uh-huh. And they are so crunchy. And sometimes on a long day when you've been shouted at by patients for 20 hours, you just want to eat a hospital biggie. And you better hope that James hasn't eaten all of them. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. So I went on a rant. I complained to a bunch of other co-workers. Turns out, a man alone for this form. No, li- literally. That's what that's what office banter is, Jake. It's just, can you believe they want us to do this? And everyone going, no, I can't believe they want us to do this. That's it. Uh-huh. That's all we do. Uh-huh. Um, and so it turns out, Amanda, who I saw the show with recently, mm. um, dubious intent, yes. uh, she was the one that had made the form and put it up there to trick me. And it was a horrible prank, but I thought it was very well executed because it really yeah. got me. That's a funny prank. And it was very specific to me as well. Mm. Like, very tailored. Yeah, um, yeah. One of the ways I imagine in which it felt tailored was the fact of like that being a real concern of yours, of like you being perceived as a greedy Gus. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't want to be perceived as greedy. We have more than enough hospital bickies, which is why I thought it was surprising. Uh-huh. So is I that did... true though? Is there a real? So- I'm not going to talk to you about the stocking of the biscuits at your hospital. There are workplace. so many. There's so many. Oh god, there's so many. Yeah, because they have to get like, like on like the lunch trays. They get all like the dinner trays. They get like a little hospital bicky on their tray as well. So well, like, I guess every it's, patient, yeah. yeah, it's better than you like helping yourself to blood samples or something. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is it? Depends on the blood. What? Hmm? <laughs> Why would it depend on the blood? There, there's too much. I'm I mean, not prepared to back that up. Uh, so, <laughs> so I give my week. <laughs> Wait, speaking of dubious intent that you just brought up, having seen with Amanda. Go on. Um, the, remember he would tell, you were telling the story about how there were people talking up the top yes. of the staircase and it meant that you couldn't hear some of the dialogue in the play. Oh, and then tell me that they got back to you and that that dialogue is like hugely influential to the understanding of that play. <laughs> arguably better. The woman that got up and yelled at the people at the top of the staircase yeah. got into contact with us oh. and just identified herself. Oh my god, amazing! And I congratulated her on being a hero. Oh my god, please pass it on. Can we say her name? On the uh, no, I don't want to blow oh, okay, just cover like that. Um, do, can you whisper it to me? No! Okay. <laughs> Dearly beloved, wonderful person, I, I just support your confidence and I think that's a very cool thing to do and I say power to you. Mm, protecting the arts. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally getting up and doing the work that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, happy happy for you. Mm. Happy to have been seeing that. Mm. Yeah, that's great. That was a really fun little thing. Thank right? you for sharing that, Jeff. No, of course. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but as for my, my last few days, I yes. give them... I give them six stars because that's how many packets of hospital biscuits I ate today. There's only two in a packet. Oh my god! <laughs> see your face. I was, <laughs> two in a packet. Course, like I was imagining more. one of those like big sample packs that you have. <laughs> like, no, it's public. We don't get the big packs. Um, we just get the little individually wrapped two biscuits. Okay, so what, that's twelve biscuits what for me. Situation? Do you character like? Do you associate with those like big mixed? packets of like biscuit samples oh like the Arnott's like big like the one where it's like there's six of the brown circle ones and there's six of the weird Monte Carlos yes yeah yeah uh, ooh I associate that with a work like a work office do like when you have like a f- like for instance we have foodie days at work which are like when you bring in like a bunch of food for someone's birthday and you like put it up on the office table or something at the back mm-hmm. that's what I associate that with it doesn't speak to me of like 
I'm going to a dinner party. I'll bring the Arnott's mixed biscuits. You know. What about you? Sure. What do you What do you think of? When you there think was a time where I would bring a thing of Arnott's biscuits to a to a social house. You love bringing lollies to events. That like, was my issue. I didn't realize until I don't know. A lot of my like learning how to be an adult has taken place by just doing it incorrectly, as I'm sure it has been for a lot of people. Oh, like, yeah. Doing it wrong and then people pointing it out jokingly at you. But yeah, a lot of times when it was like, bring food to a dinner party, I'd bring like a thing Starburst. of chips and M&Ms. Yes, yeah. so it was like, Jake, no, we're adults. We need to eat actual food. It's and like, how many jokes had to be made at you for you to listen? N- oh, not many. My skin is pretty soft when it comes to that type of feedback. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look soft. <laughs> Thank you, James. Um, but what did you have a question? Oh, about the biscuits. I think I associate it with Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, I think. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's because of media, reasons though. I drink. Yes. Yeah, Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. I love that song. Oh my god, Jagged Little Pill. Bring Jagged it back. Little. My god, that was the first show we ever spoke about on this podcast. That was the first one? There you go. It was on the first episode, at least. I know that for a oh fact. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And music by Jane Bodie. Don't know why we're getting nostalgic. Yeah, that's I quite enough. We're oh, yeah. coming up. Wait, Actually, almost, yeah, what? sorry, go on. You no, go we're on. almost at 100 episodes, which is insane. Oh, really? We're really we are too. Yeah. Wow. You yeah, know, yeah. our anniversary is in March. It'll be two years. Well, one of us must bloody die. <laughs> the last anniversary, we killed Kevin, and now I guess... <laughs> uh, well, we don't speak about Kevin anymore. No, of course not. <laughs> no, not since. Oh, the famous theatrical trio. <laughs> Jake, James, and Kevin. <laughs> uh, how was your last few days, Jake? Um, oh, fine. Kind of a smear. As I said last time, I'm still sort of like in this weird ocean. So, um, no sorting stuff out. Mm. I feel like I've been... Um, I don't know, like quite productive and moving around a lot. Like I'm trying to stay very sharky in the way that I'm trying like, to maintain some momentum and getting a lot of things done, which is feeling good. Smart. Dog but with a bone, dog with a bone. That's what my mum always says. Keep yourself entertained and busy like a dog with a bone. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. I went what did straight, you think? I went straight to canine sexual? erections. Yeah, I, of course you did. Of course I did. Right. <laughs> you know, it's my mental safe space. <laughs> it was too safe. You know, thinking of aroused pets. Yeah, people are scared. <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, no, but it's also meant that all I've sort of had time to do outside of like, it's not a lot of like anecdote fodder, honestly, like it's little chunks of media that get like ingested in between waking up and going to sleep. Um, so no, it's been like too much Jacob Alordi keeps being forced down my throat. What is it with, what is it with Jacob Alordi? I don't know, he's very tall. He's so tall, but that like, I don't find him attractive. Is that a weird, is that a bad thing to say? Uh, it's not a bad thing to say unless you're saying it to him while taking his portrait. <laughs> I don't think you're very attractive. That's how I would talk if um, I was a, a photographer. No, that's good. Like a Gilbert Gottfried impression. Yeah, I always go for Gilbert. Yeah. Um, do you think he's attractive? Um, always a handsome enough person. Sure. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't be driven to like, I don't know, salt burn him, but I would... Have you seen salt burn? I did. Yes. Oh, okay, I haven't seen it yet. Sure. What were your thoughts? I, oh, oh, I enjoyed the look of it. I enjoyed mm. some of the performances. Um, but yeah, narratively, it didn't really interest me, like, jo- especially once it passed like the halfway point. I thought it just ended up feeling a bit like a, I don't know, like upper class watered down parasite in a lot of ways. Oh, and I don't totally know. It also okay. didn't really like, of course, when it sort of like, I don't know, enticed me with the sense of it potentially being a story about like queer longing. And then it mm. really ended up not being that very much. Um, but I, I liked the like evocative moments that people seem to be most troubled by, mm. which is classic Jake, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. No, and I thought Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike. I think yeah. No, there were the really strong, like beautiful moments, like the grave moment and the, and the bathtub. I think all the things that people are coming out of it talking about, which understandably is not often the narrative, because <laughs> I think that's probably the weakest part of the film. But sure. those those strong moments, I thought, were really evocative, mm. and it's been really interesting talking to people about. And sorry if I'm ruining any, like ruining any of Saltburn for anybody like oh, yeah, listening. Hulk, Hulk. But there are the, the trigger warning goose warns <laughs> people about spoiled Jacob Alordi movies. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no moments where he's like like sucking at the bathtub after he's seen Jacob Elordi masturbating in it. It's like it's really interesting to talk to people um, that, that was like so thrown and like taken aback by all of these strong moments. And it's yeah. like it's interesting to see like oh, you've never felt that way about a person or a thing before? Like, you, th- mm. that doesn't resonate w- with you and the, the, the strength and, like, depravity of some of your, like, darkest and strongest emotions? It's quack, really quack. interesting, quack, quack, to see people be really shocked by these things that seem like, artistically, it seems like part of what Emerald, F- Emerald Fennel, what's her name? I don't know, Jake. <laughs> you know no, I, I think know. that's her name. Um, but yeah, the, the filmmaker was attempting to get at was, like, the intensity of those sorts of feelings. And it's yeah, interesting right. to, like, I don't know, speak to people that seem to speak as if they've never felt an emotion that strong before. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, well, it's, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things that I think art's really good at elucidating is like, oh, this doesn't, th- this doesn't strike a chord with you? Like, it's, mm. I thought this is the intensity with which everyone felt those types of things. Yeah, right. But people are really like, oh, yuck. It's like, what? No, you didn't watch a man like fuck a grave and think like, yeah, I get that feeling. I would get that feeling if I saw that scene, but I haven't seen that scene. Sure. Mm. That no, that's really interesting. I, I, I like the way you view art as a tool to sort of explore brains. Did you just call me a tool? <laughs> I didn't call you smart. Well, yeah. Otherwise, no. I had a long phone call with my sister this morning, and we caught each other up on you know <laughs> familial developments. Um, but yeah. Anything exciting? Uh, yes, <laughs> but nothing tell that us I can all right now. <laughs> Gather round, everyone. No, you know, you know. No, no. Okay. Um, so give us some stars. Some stars. Oh, oh sure. Let's go. Um, let's go. Fourteen out of five, because mm. that's the amount of stars that I would give to the like interior decorator of the Saltburn house. I really like the way that that house looks. I mean, it lo- it, like visually, it already looks like it's going to be a stunning movie. So, sure. Like I say that because I've only seen the ads. Sure, but yeah. Again, this is not a film podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> let's stop talking about it. <laughs> let's talk about gay stuff. Okay. Queer stuff. <laughs> Got to stop saying gay stuff, James. Why? Because it's not as inclusive as queer. But if you're talking about gay stuff, you can just say gay stuff. True, but the uh, Mitzvah Carnival that we're about to talk about was very much a queer thing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Gotta say queer when I mean queer. Yes, that's a good idea. Same with most words. Alrighties. Hi, Jake. Hello, James. Hello. Uh, We went to the Midsummer Carnival. We did. We We did. did. Along with, I think, every... I don't know. Every queer person in the world? I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it definitely felt that way. I tell you what, it wasn't as packed as it was last year, though. Okay, sure. Last year was intensely busy and also 40 degrees. Sure. Well, you you insisted, I think, last year that it, the, the population density was because of, like, a bunch of catharsis that was required due to, like, COVID trauma. I think that's the general idea is, like, like a bunch of people came out of lockdown and then suddenly we were able to go out and party. And I think it was pretty soon after one of the lockdowns was lifted. So, like, the ability to go out in a big queer crowd. And in a party. singlet. In a si- Oh, mama. If you're lucky, a singlet. Ooh. What, what, what is this cat Maybe mean? I was naked. Oh, right. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I absolutely wasn't. I didn't okay. hang around for that long either. Um, yeah, so it wasn't as busy as then, which I actually find much nicer, because last year was busy and hot. Sure. And I think everyone would agree. Uh, this year, gorgeous. Perfect temperature. Perfect amount of people. All of them queer. Great. Heaven. My favourite part There was a lot of straight people there <laughs> Not when we're, not when I was around Not when you were around How about shoving hands out <laughs> Okay <laughs> Yeah uh, I make myself laugh And I think that's important So my favourite part Of the Midsummer Carnival uh-huh. One of my favourite parts Is the journey into the city What? <laughs> yeah right So arguably Not part Not of part the of the Midsummer No <laughs> Get on the train to yep. go into the city, uh-huh. and it's just always the case that like the train is like full of 
like people wearing rainbows or like queer families or like little kids with like glitter on and like all these like people with like big stickers that say I have ADHD please be patient and like little queer stickers as well and all of them out getting ready to go out for a big day I just really love it mm -hmm. I just think it's really nice and every time I get on the train and I see them I just think yes do you feel the same way when you see a bunch of queer people on a train Jake? Do you feel the same way? Specifically on like Carnival Day? Uh, Carnival Day or like Pride Day or Gertrude Street. Like whatever the event is. When you see like a bunch of queer people on a public track. Do you, surely you feel like... I'm happy that I see like visibly queer people and they feel comfortable enough to be walking around and be visibly queer. That makes me feel good. Me internally, I get anxious about things. I don't mean to sound like a robot. Yes, no, if you want an honest answer for you, yeah, no. No, but a group of confident people anytime make me anxious to be near if I'm by myself, especially. Oh, that's right, yes. That's a, that's a thing. But no, no, again, I want to double down. I'm like, yeah, it's great that people feel like safe enough to be themselves outwardly yeah, when, it, when that's a thing that people can be afraid of doing. Totally. Yeah. It gave, very much gave me a feeling of when uh, Flynn and I went up to Sydney. And Slow did... down. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Flynn's my boyfriend. James! Yeah, I know! I oh, know. I met first, him at Carnival. episode. <laughs> I met him at Carnival! You're announcing your boyfriend. Yeah, it's very exciting. So it reminds me of when we went up to Sydney for Mardi Gras, mm -hmm. and we got the train across the Sydney Harbour Bridge to do like the big pride march across the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Mm -hmm. And the train was, of course, chock full of like just as many queer people as you could imagine. And as the train was pulling in, there were all these people waving to us from like the Sydney Harbour Bridge and then we walked across and I cried a lot so I got like because a lot of the waving yeah it was just like being welcomed by like a bunch of people who were like wearing like little rainbow capes and like all the event organizers who were just there to like help make sure it all ran smoothly and all the queer people getting off by the literal train load it was just really beautiful I was on a train yesterday going to an art gallery and as we were pulling out of one of the train stops on the Belgrave line two young boys were giving root fingers to everyone on the train as we went by <laughs> so... <laughs> so you see there's moments of magic if you are there to look <laughs> any way you want they both looked very happy <laughs> and that's what it's all about Jay absolutely yeah. uh, all I mean is like when I that, that's like what seeing all these queer people on the train gives me like an inkling of it brings back a bit of that oh it's making me feel nice sure yeah so I always love Carnival Day to start off like that mm -hmm. and then we wandered on in you did yeah yeah, yeah yeah move I'm wonder move I'm wonder and I'm at the Midsummer Carnival I'm at the Midsummer Carnival mm. and we you and I recorded an episode and came in together from yes. there mm -hmm. and then we wandered on in yes uh, and First things first, we were immediately <laughs> attacked by a man who wanted us to do a questionnaire. Oh yes, the questionnaire man! The questionnaire man! Yes. Yeah, you've got written down over there the full name of the questionnaire. I do? So, yeah, so since 1998, he told us, yeah. the AIDS Council and others are running, like, they've been running this questionnaire, mm. getting sex facts off people. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was Thorn Harbour. That is like oh, maybe that was now. the people that were, yeah, that were, yeah, like, they were actually yeah, there doing running it. the questionnaire on, yeah, at Carnival Day. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, I mean, what, the questionnaire took like, what, like 10 minutes? Uh, well, for, it was pretty quick for both of us. Oh, shut up! For, <laughs> for, for different, different reasons. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> because what? It was a bit to do with like, have you got syphilis? Yeah, it was like, <laughs> tell us if you've got HIV. Yes. It takes a snapshot of like the queer, specifically men who have sex with men. 
uh, takes a snapshot of like their sexual health and the trends in like what's going on so that they can keep like a good eye good eye on like things on the rise and things on the way out your condom relationship your relationship with con- a prophylactic yes um, uh, and like compare state trends it's really good and it's been going since 98 and we got to participate in that yes yeah, super great fun to be part of that type of version of how history is getting recorded that's super fun you totally- part of what made it feel a bit <laughs> my instinct is to compare it to one of those goosebumps choose your own adventure books <laughs> why is that <laughs> because it was one of those questionnaires where it was okay. like if you say no skip three questions yes if you say yes go back to question two <laughs> we're skipping a lot of questions for different reasons James is monogamous and I have <laughs> not engaged in very much worth noting down on this questionnaire both totally good reasons there's nothing wrong with either nothing of those wrong with either of them yeah. um, the only thing I found really funny was that he was like I'll be here give me the clipboards when you're done and then vanished yes <laughs> he was left with his clipboards so we just gave our clipboards to some passing children and we will not be part of the study yeah, <laughs> thankfully um, and behind him was the what's the name of the rugby team the rugby why do you keep asking this question so frantically oh, right. no no th- that was excitement not frantic nature oh oh the Melbourne Chargers oh, oh. the rugby team god the Melbourne Chargers why are you shuddering with I such just, I just think Every time I go to the Midsummer Festival at the Carnival, there's always the Melbourne Chargers, and they're always so sexy. And they're always just running around kicking a kicking a rugby ball? I think that's called, yeah, I think they, they call it a ball in rugby. Rugby ball? <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's where rugby Cinderella went to meet her rugby husband. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> that's good. Shut up. Hey. Um, yeah, that was lovely, seeing a little sports section, which was um, good because I always forget there's so many queer teams out there. Mm-hmm. If you had to do a gay sport, Jake. Yes. Not a sport that is gay. Yes. A sport that has a team. Well, like tennis. We <laughs> <laughs> don't know who's listening. Um, love you, Djokovic. Um, if you... <laughs> I assume... Yeah, I hope Djokovic didn't feel attacked with that one. one. Um, if you had to do like a team sport full of gay men, what would it be? Any sport? Uh, well, I or just guess, ones that yeah. were on offer at the carnival? I guess in, in keeping with Midsummer, let's go with ones that were on offer at the carnival. Okay, from the ones that I remember, I think I've always wanted to try rowing. Yeah, you yeah. did great rower. I don't know if that's a fact. You got big or... strong arms. Thank you. Mm. But that, but also I enjoy like the what seems. Well, I guess part of that because I don't know some sort of propaganda machine is convincing me that like rowing teams are really close, and I would enjoy that type of like. And it's also like very intense. But I don't know if that's a mixture of like the movie Summer Storm and the Winklevoss twins. Or something. Ah, <laughs> both of those things. Um, there's also a movie coming out called The Rowers, which looks like the most boring straight man fantasy in the world. What's straight man? Fantasy? It's just like. A movie about a team of men that want to be rowers and they're at like some fancy university and they are rowers and inevitably I'm sure they will win some sort of rowing competition and it's set in like the 1950s. Does it seem to be about their emotions or about sport? It seems to be about sport. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. wrong answer. I know. No, I know. So I had for it and I literally had like a direction. Um, it's when you're... I don't need you to oh explain a direction to me. So you chose <laughs> rowing, but you would be a lot more emotionally invested. <laughs> yeah, I think that's absolutely a fair assessment. Yeah, nice. yeah. Otherwise, I think I'd enjoy too, like the, the the appeal of rugby to me is like not the rules because I don't understand them, but mm, I, uh, I I but I enjoy how gladiatorial it feels. Yes, it is very like it's very like on getting like battered about, which I think would be quite fun. Yeah, somehow, and I don't know if this makes me sound like a like a foolish Neanderthal, but I think part of us was like meant to smash into each other. I think that's meant to be part of socialising. Well, it's funny you say that because my sport that I would choose would be like boxing or wrestling. There was also one offer there at Midsummer. Because I get had... lonely. No, I think like I think like there are, there's teams in wrestling, aren't there? Like not like swap in, swap out, but like there's like is there people that are wearing the same like singlet the same, outfits, the same singlet that is always very. 
like fun to look at. <laughs> um, my reasons are revealed. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Boxing. I think boxing would be really fun. Okay. With like a bunch of like other queer people, I think could be. Hey, because really our pal Jack does boxing, or is, yes. that, or is that mixed martial arts? No, no, that's uh, Jack does. Like, I think Jack does like a bunch of everything, but like definitely does boxing. I know that for a yeah. fact. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the sport part of the Midsummer Carnival. That was yes, which was one of the several parts of it that <laughs> intimidated me, Absolutely. and we waddled away. <laughs> that was only the opening, like when you arrived. That was like yeah. the first bit, opening stretch, and then there was like the the whole sea of queer people camped mm. out on the lawn, which was lovely. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you run into anyone that you didn't expect to see there? Um, no, no. I think, uh, well, uh, no. One of my anxieties going into a, like a space that large and that gay is and that queer <laughs> is, uh, yeah, yeah. No, the I don't know because everyone was there. It's mm. like it's just like a matter of time before, yeah. like I don't know, in like a pleasant social way. It's a lot of landmines. It's a it lot is of a lot of landmines. <laughs> walking yeah. around until you lock eyes with someone that you haven't spoken to in two and a half years, and Absolutely. it's like. Oh, <laughs> yep, as I very really experienced, just like running into people that you don't expect to see and you're not socially prepared for, and then you have to introduce them to your boyfriend who is also there. Is this just a random thing you're concocting as you speak? Yeah, completely random. Or did this definitely happen? To no, you? I ran into my ex-boyfriend. Yes, which was actually really nice. Because going with real names, that's good. Yeah, I should have probably made something up. His name's not. <laughs> you Who beat, told you that? Beat both of those names, Jay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, yeah, so mm-hmm. met him, <laughs> which was really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ran into him and his friends, and that was just just something I wasn't expecting, mm-hmm. you know. And then I ran into our friend Patrick, yes, um, who is in town from London. Mm-hmm. This is what I love about the Midsummer Carnival, bitch. You can't whisper; they can't hear you. This <laughs> is what I love about the Midsummer Carnival, bitch. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, um, is just. Everyone is there, whether it's like people you've spoken to on Grinder a thousand times but never actually met in real life, mm-hmm. or like your ex-boyfriend who you run into. It's just you always run into people that you don't expect to see, and that's part of the queer community, baby. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. And it also supports my, I don't know, I guess, can you support a dream, a vision? This um, idea of like, ideally we would be like, like you look over that big queer field and mm-hmm. it's like, imagine if this is where we lived all the time. Literally, you yeah. Know, that, that that's that's your whole social world. That's what we should be doing. You know, and yeah. it's like, and your ex boyfriend already knows your current boyfriend because mm-hmm. you live in like seven tenths down, and everyone's yeah. relationships are so open and talkative. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. There is something magical about like that, especially especially. I'm biased as a queer person, but especially a group of huge amount of queer people is very exciting to be around because the energy like that is just everyone. Is already so community driven. I feel in the queer in the queer community, and just to be like a part of that big crowd is so nice. Mm. And then you add events to it. Mm-hmm. You add a dog show to it. <laughs> Segway. You are constantly trying to add dog shows to things. I am. Sometimes it's inappropriate. I'm proud of it. I'm. <laughs> I will do it again. It doesn't matter that they all died the last time I tried. God, but even you describing how nice that sounds, though, like doesn't it also like? And I guess this is part of the tragedy of contemporary queerness, I suppose. Mm. Which I, I'm saying this as if it, it isn't a thing that I've thought about most days of my life the like the, the like, I don't know the, I guess it is a bit miserable this idea that like it feels so unfamiliar and lovely to us to be in a space where we feel completely welcome and included and mm. not like abnormal and not fearful yeah. that what we feel to be like so unique and different inside of us is not considered a thing that we have to defend or be ready for someone to criticize but yeah. it's almost like part of like the ticket of entry yeah Totally, and I think that'd be, that, that's exactly what I feel when I get on the train and I see all the queer people. It's like, mm. oh, 
what is this wonderful feeling that I'm not used to? Mm. Yeah, it is a bit sad. Mm. But it's also wonderful that these events exist to give us that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also, and I love it. What? There's the caddy side of it too, which I'm saying all catty or caddy, catty, catty, because tennis scratch. If tennis is gay, golf is very straight. Go- golf is very straight, and that's what caddy is. Golf for. is in fact sexless. <laughs> Kill everyone who plays golf, except for our two friends who play golf. We have friends that play golf. Yeah, I, I, what was I saying? <laughs> you were talking about the catty side of. Oh, bitch! I love the catty side of the Midsummer Carnival. Remember those people on Grinder I spoke about? When you walk past people that you've like fully seen the butthole of. <laughs> Sorry, this is queer community. No, that's fine. Say butthole. Butthole. You <laughs> you've fully seen everything, and you've walked past them, and you both just pretend you've never seen each other. That's community as well. <laughs> because that act is one of we are internet friends and no more than that. It's one of we don't need to make this a big thing. We don't need to be like, oh my god, hi. And like, we all have a lot of people to see today. We're all doing a lot of stuff. I can't be slowed down by my cyber husband. No. <laughs> that's Jake, you've said it as a joke, but that's exactly it. <laughs> and that's another part of community. Is the, it's understanding the social rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 True of any community. <laughs> Including the one that's full of butthole seeing. That's most Speaking of, of about... dog shows. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> that was really good. There are a lot of ways into talking about dog shows. Yeah. At least two. Um, yeah, dog show happened. It was uh, packed full. Like, like it's it's now renowned as like one of the best things of the Midsummer Carnival. More like renowned. The dog. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> yeah, no, I got it. That's not why I'm not laughing. Um, like the uh, yeah, yeah. It was at the picnic stage. I'm still dancing from the pun. Yeah, you can hear the cheering. Jake, 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 Jake. 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 Um, so I went to the dog show. Yes. Had a little look. Did you win? <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> God, I wish. I killed so many of them, but I couldn't get it. God. Um, the dogs. That is. I understood that. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Uh, no, I didn't get to see many of the dogs because, as I said, it was so busy. Like, mm-hmm. a huge thronging crowd. If you were there, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Around. <laughs> I mean, if you know, you know. Um, <clears throat> and my favourite dog of all, <laughs> Doris. Doris the dog. Doris the destroyer is what this dog was called. Uh-huh. It had, like, one of those wonderful little harnesses that says Doris on it. Okay. And it's, like, this tiny little pug with a bandana. And it was a red bandana. And I want to know, Jake... Mm. Can we look up on the hanky code what a red bandana means? Uh, I guess it's allowed, yes. Well, I'm going to do that right now. You talk about something else. Okay, so you're going to look up what the colour of Doris's bandana means in the way that it applies to the hanky code. Yeah. Which was from, like, in the 80s? They are looking to fist someone. Oh my god. So watch out for Doris the Destroyer. Oh my god. god. Doris. Because um, that the 80s, that was a thing? I think it was like very 80s, yes. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you have your little hanky hanging out the back pocket and depending on what side it was, it would mean you were one thing or the other and what colour it was, it would be like a different tribe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And so Doris was wearing a little red hanky. Okay. Which means Doris is down to fist. I get it. <laughs> That's queer community, baby. Uh-huh, That's uh-huh. what it's all about. Any other highlights of the dog show? <laughs> uh, there were a few. There was Coco. There was Tata. There were, there were just, I just love... Are uh, you just listing <clears throat> dog names? That's the dog names. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, like I said, I couldn't really see much because I was so far away because we arrived just as the dog show was halfway through. Uh-huh. Um, but from what I saw, people were really getting into it. And it was a real music festival energy. Yeah, no, literally, yeah very much so. It was a yeah. rock show energy. Yeah. yeah. And the, the amount, mosh pit really the amount of dogs with proud lesbian mums, I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. 
that's what it's all about. <laughs> Did you have any other highlights from the Midsummer Carnival you want to talk about, Jay? Because I've said a lot so far. Why are you using that tone? <laughs> As if I just wasn't looking around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have your eyes closed going, I'm not here, I'm not here, I'm not here. I get scared in a crowd. That's fair enough. <laughs> um, for some reason, I was really taken by... There was this like, little section set up... <laughs> For children, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, next to it were these like two beautiful men dressed in like latex bunny outfits that I think were offering information about something to do with IVF treatments. I don't think they were bunnies, Jake. They were absolutely bunnies. I think they were sperm. They, no, but they had two long ears on their heads. I think they had one long ear. And it was, did you see the sperm as well? What do, what do you mean as well? Because it was, it was a fertility clinic putting up the... I thought they thing. were bunnies because it's like breeding like rabbits. They had two ears on their heads. Are we sure? Do you think that my mind is filtering out sperm and replacing it with bunnies because I can't yes. handle something yes, that's really sexual? Oh god, I'm really, I'm really convinced they were sperm. And now, if- I don't even know what you could possibly be googling, James. No, Midsummer has like um, a story of. Here we go. Chat amongst yourselves. Okay, so just to clarify, James is now zooming through the Midsummer Instagram story to see if I invented these sexy bunny men to avoid having to confront the idea that there was a sperm mascot that my 14-year-old mind just couldn't handle. Um, let me also keep describing as James continues to like cyberstalk the Midsummer Instagram for content. Um, that as also part of this like IVF treatment thing for children was this ball pit and it was like there was a sign that was like can you find the sperm and then I just thought it was very sweet to see all these kids like rolling around in these white balls in the cum in the cum unfortunately it was just a big vat of semen it wasn't a vat of semen it was big white balls at a fertility clinic I'm trying to express how charming I found it to be and you saying you saying cum a lot isn't really helping me explain it I apologise for that (laughs) he's only half paying attention to me because now I think he's been sidetracked he found nothing on the midsummer Instagram and now he's looking at some (laughs) underpants models profile like oh no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm still very Antoine. Oh, God, they were definitely sperm. They were definitely sperm. People, they they right. had legs. They were human men. How do you dress a man up they as a... They were human men. They were human men. They kind of been dressed as sperm. With You'd need to make a lot of alterations. Sperm are very... Not to be a scientist, but sperm don't have any legs, and they very distinctly had legs. They were in latex, James. If you were to sperm somebody, the first thing you would do is get them out of the latex and into something large and spongy. He's not even listening, no, not to, listening to you right now. Oh my god, I'm making a lot of really good sense. Costumically, scientifically, Where are handsomely. Where the fuck are they? Yeah, you are handsome. <laughs> Thank you, James. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was fun to see a bunch of children kind of engaging with what should be, I don't know, a less taboo topic. That of like reproduction and like sperm and whatnot. And also them just being so close to sperm age themselves. I just thought it was, it was just very delightful. And I don't know why I was taken by that more than the things that I'd seen up until that point in the carnival. But You were really taken with that. Like, I was. Like, can we go and stand near that, James? Yeah, I couldn't stop looking at it. Yeah, we had to go. We had to go. Come on, That's my sound of being right. Uh, we did some research. <laughs> it makes sense. It sounds odd because you've had so little practice. <laughs> yeah, it did sound unnatural coming out of the mouth. Yes. Um, uh, we did some research. Uh-huh. We looked at the, uh, uh, the fertility places... Uh, website. You made a phone call. I called someone who worked at the venue. They didn't know either. Uh, and then we saw a video of the two sperm people, and they were sperm. They people. still looked very rabbity to me. They had a single thing coming out of their head, and the entire fertility clinic is talking about sperm. So your offensive theory was correct. I couldn't handle seeing sperm men, so I turned them into rabbits. Thank you, James. <laughs> we can move on to save you some grace. Thank you. <laughs> um. Also, behind the fertility clinic was like a little tent where they had like Auslan story time. 
where they were doing like like Auslan like teaching Auslan through story time for like little kids and it was just I just thought that was really sweet in the mm-hmm. midst of all this like crazy chaos and queer carnage just these little kids watching these really energetic and wonderful performers doing like Auslan storytelling was really lovely to me I don't know mm. yeah I just thought that was nice yeah no the thought of teaching children like I don't know when they're you know when their brains are that mushy stage mm. where you, they can really learn stuff it'd be so great to, I don't oh, know, for, for schools to make more effort Smash to teach them small languages in there yeah including Auslan like it's just such a practical helpful one that would totally. make so many people feel much more included and able to you know engage more effectively yeah absolutely yeah yeah no I thought that was really really lovely to see yeah yeah um we had a look through the stalls yes we did (laughs) (laughs) okay you hate me (laughs) uh we had a look through the stalls and my particular favorite was the satanic temple australia why was that your favorite i just love the satanic temple i just think (laughs) every time wait wait wait. (laughs) what did you just say you love satanic temple i love the satanic temple oh oh, okay the group (laughs) you're gonna have to yeah, okay. Tell me, I tell was me about to, and then you stopped me. This <laughs> is a strange sentence. It's tell a me. strange thing to talk about. Go ahead. I love the Satanic Temple because every time I do any research into them, it's just always like, oh, you seem like exactly what like the major chapters of Christianity should be doing. Mm. Like, you seem like you are just doing good things. Mm. Like, like I, we had, a, I had a little squeeze at their website after, and like they're doing, they've got like an LGBTA. QI support group. They've got um, uh, little like social support groups every two weeks. They do events where they sort of um, uh, get together and make banners for um, uh, different upcoming humanitarian rights things. And they just, I, it's just every time it makes me laugh because it's like, oh, yeah, I guess you are good. Mm. But you're, you're Satanists. Yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. No, I had a moment that was like, when I was in high school, um, I think about this assignment too often, maybe like <laughs> once every few months it popped <laughs> into my head. This thing where it's like uh, Mr. Ryan divided us up into small groups and we had to pick a religion that wasn't Catholicism because it was a Catholic high school. <laughs> and we had to pick a religion and then like do some research and then come back and present to the class about that religion and <laughs> ever sort of foster a sense of like community and, inc- and inclusivity and curiosity. Yeah. Which I thought was good for a Catholic school to attempt that yeah, sort of thing. And then yeah, one of the groups came back, they decided to study Satanism almost as a joke seemingly. But then when they started explaining the ideals of Satanism, Everyone was like really won over to the ideal systems that they have. That's it's thing. like, oh, you're just prioritizing like not hurting anybody and prioritizing like wisdom and strength and inclusion and mm. all of these things. It's like, let's all be Satanists. Like, like <laughs> I think the, the core concept of Satanism is rejecting the idea of worshipping a god at all and just like worshipping human beings mm. as like the divine. Mm. Which I think is like what we should be doing. Mm. So you might this might become a Satanist associated podcast <laughs> we'll see the, te- the temple has an online store if you want a t-shirt that's true <laughs> and also their pride support group is called Satan's Pride which I just think is cute yeah that is cute yeah speaking of people you run into at Midsummer, <laughs> which yeah. we were yeah. a while ago yeah 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 um, um, I saw this pink blow up unicorn running around and if you went to the carnival you may have seen this big blow up pink unicorn running around uh-huh. yeah? <laughs> yep I had a bunch of acid um, so no um, so running around having fun and I, I thought I recognised that pink unicorn uh-huh. and I should have stuck with my gut because it was a, a, a nurse from my work Ron who is an absolute star um, fun side fact has shared the stage with RuPaul which I just think is something that is worth mentioning to the queer community shared what stage it was like when RuPaul was like really early on in their career came here to like promote the Brady Bunch movie 
I think it was during that era, but it wasn't to do with the Brady Bunch movie, and you better work. Oh, it's the only thing he's done that I care about. He <laughs> fracked the earth, though. He fracked the earth. He fracks a lot of, well, not him personally, but the money he has fracks a lot of the planet. I try not to vocally support frackers. So RuPaul was coming around doing like a little like tour of Australia, and Ron was doing drag at the time, and was on stage, like, either hosting the gig, or like... Like, one of the drag queens that was on stage at the time when RuPaul was on the stage. Which I just think is like, it's like talking about someone being with gay Jesus. So that's just something that I thought I might bring up about Ron. Okay. Yeah, but no, it was really lovely because Ron at work is just such like a, a core member of like the queer world there. And he's just like got so many fun stories and he's always got something fun to say. And he's such a charming, lovely person. And I love him a lot. So it was just really nice to know that like that little pink unicorn running around and spreading joy was someone that I really like. That's just a nice thing that I thought I might share with the group. Ah, okay, yeah. So, carnival, done. <laughs> done and dusted. Uh, now, on to the rest of the festival. So, we've already started seeing things. It's yeah. been a couple of days, but I've already been to two galleries to see some visual art. Jesus, you move fast. I do, I try to. You know, I want to keep it moving, keep things happening. I'm a shark, James. You're a shark, dog with a bone. No. Not a sexual thing. <laughs> Third time. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I went to see Worth Two Billion, I'm told, by two halves as a whole. That took me out to Ringwood, which is where I got visually assaulted by those children on the train. <laughs> um, and then this morning I went to see Betty Sargent's um, exhibit at the Linden Gallery. He's, he's pointing like just around the corner. I promise you, sweet listener, I'm pointing towards where the Linden Gallery is geographically. And now while I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing that I've got it backwards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's um, but yes, no. Um, but yeah, no. The Linden Gallery is beautiful. It's near where Theatre Works is in St. Kilda. It's like half mm. a block away from it. And it's like a revamped mansion that they just filled up with art. Oh and God. it's like made by, I don't know like who the artists are in terms of like how they factor into where this art gallery is is but like Betty's work is upstairs like like I'm best friends with Betty Sargent <laughs> Betty Sargent's work is upstairs and then downstairs as it would seem to be like a permanent feature of the space it's just, it's just like stuffed full of all of this like strange beautiful very eclectic differently themed art pieces throughout mm. the bottom floor of this revamped mansion oh. and you can just buy anything you want from oh it. my like, god everything's for sale and it's stunning oh and I've walked god. by this gallery so many times and I've just always been so intimidated because it looks so fancy yeah but it's just like it's so nice the person at the reception desk was nice to me and then I just walked around and look at, looked at stuff <laughs> roughly explained how a gallery works <laughs> That's really fun. <laughs> Everything's a miracle to an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that idea of mansions being used for galleries. I think that's what they should be. Yeah? Yeah. No one should live in a mansion. Unless <laughs> they be. Um, but yeah, anyway, so that's, that's, that's the recent past. Looking forwards to the rest of this festival, which there's still so, so much left there of. There is so much. Um, what are you finding yourself most excited about that you're going to experience uh, in terms of the art on show? I know, well, before we get into the art on show, I'm always excited for the three big events, which is the, the carnival that just happened. Yes. I'm excited for the Pride Parade, which I think mm -hmm. is on the 4th. Yes. Yeah, the Pride March. Um, I'll be marching in that. This oh. is very exciting. Thank you so much, Yes, Jay. do they know you'll be doing that or you're just going to storm the <laughs> parade? join in. Yeah, see, they stop me. Yeah, so I'll be marching with my workplace, which will have a very large cohort, which will be really nice. Mm -hmm. um, including Ron. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so that'll be nice. And I'm also really excited for Victoria's Pride, which yeah. is like the closing party on the 11th. Mm -hmm. um, all along Gertrude Street. And it's like bigger than ever this year, I think. And there's going to be like a bunch of stages. And this time there seems to be a lot more like... Uh, art and like actual like things to see and do rather than just being a big street party which I'm excited by 
Um, because what you felt like last year was largely just a street party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was still fun for me. Mm. Um, but I think it's always good if we can like, bring more art into things, Jack. Mm. Quite sure. controversial. Always trying to add dog shows and art to things. That's what I'm all about. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you find dogs doing art, let me know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of shows, I'm seeing uh, uh, tomorrow, actually, which I'm very excited for. I'm seeing at 45 Downstairs, The Inheritance, part one. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, part two parts. Is it, is it, you see the first part of the inheritance one night, then you see the second part the next day? No, you do it the other way around. But in terms of like, <laughs> is it, you know how like Harry Potter had options? Like, can you see it all in one go? Uh, it seems to be uh, one night, then the next night, I, is from what I can see. But I, I haven't actually looked at like the huge ticket bookings. Okay. Like, why, are you in, why are you excited for the inheritance? Uh, look, I haven't read anything, I haven't like purposefully not read anything about what the show is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like going off the reviews, like someone says, um, I think it was the uh, Daily Telegraph, telegra- t- the Daily Telegraph uh, said that it was like the most important piece of American theatre made in the last century, which is a very big claim because mm-hmm. <laughs> there've been a lot of pieces of theatre made. I have heard that. Yeah, yes. yeah. But you it won the Tony for best play, didn't it? I did not know that. Yeah, there's another reboot. But at the same time, time, so did Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. <laughs> hmm. So, okay, let's hope the really parallels end there. <laughs> yeah, or let's hope they are the same show, just like slightly different. Yeah. No, but I've heard Matthew Lopez, the writer, talk so much about, uh, for some reason, I just fell on this hole one day where I was listening to a lot of Matthew Lopez being interviewed. And he's okay. just like such a wonderful artist to like listen to and to hear him say the things that he was attempting with the work. Mm-hmm. It was just a really inspiring thing to, to hear about. So... I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's turned into something incredible. But yeah. yeah, no, I'm really excited. And also we know a few people in the show. Mm, the cast um, looks incredible. The cast looks amazing. Yeah. Um, shout out to Rupert Bevan, who we've both seen in different productions of A Darling Boy. Yes. Um, I'm just excited to see them doing like a, doing their thing um, in 45 Downstairs. I also love the space 45 Downstairs. Um, I'm going to see it with Flynn. I love, it. I love the idea of a two-part show. Why? I just, I love the pageantry behind it. It's a story so big you couldn't tell it in one night. Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, so I purposely not looked up anything about the story because I want to be surprised. Mm. Yes, well, I guess I'll let you know the next time we sit down, Jake. Sure. Yeah. What are you excited for? Um, what am I excited for? I'm keen to see Iago, which is like a... Why you... Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Is it about the parrot from it's Aladdin? It's not about the parrot from Aladdin. <laughs> it's, like a, it's a version of Othello. Um, part of why I'm excited is because it's the cra- at the Cracked Actors Theatre, which oh, I love yeah. going to love as a venue. And also it was dramaturged by Stephen Sewell, like the prolific, oh. famous Australian playwright yes, that yes. taught me how to write for a period of my life. Oh, God. Which was nice. Yeah. Cute. While I was studying, he was teaching me there. And I, yeah, like him a lot. So, yeah, I'm keen to, keen to see what he's been working on. Hmm. Um, yeah. No. That'll be lovely. Yeah. I'm yeah. excited for that. Um, yeah. Otherwise, also Torch Song is happening. Um, oh my god, I would, yeah, that looks yeah. really great. I wondered how long it would take me to actually get to see a production of Torch Song. It's a play that's meant a lot to me since I was like 20. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's also like additionally exciting because Declan Clifford and Scott Middleton are both in it, who are actors that I fell in love with like separately in different productions. Mm. Like Declan... Fell was, in love with their work. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. With the, and with them on stage as presences, you know. Oh, through like, that thing you do. Yeah, well, yeah. And like Scott Middleton was incredible in Traps... And uh, he was really great in that show that I keep forgetting oh, the yes. name of, but it was that immersive walk around. I mentioned it last week, like a, a, a walk aroundy in the fog. In, um, in, uh, it was like vaguely messianic. He was in that thing. And yeah, and Declan Clifford is just like a wonderful person. I was incredible in that uh, the, the, um, play by Hayden Hayes, Untitled mm. Three-Hander. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Excited to see all of that happening at once. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. And also Rough Trade is happening, just to keep on this parade of things that I'm personally excited for for personal reasons. Rough Trade is on at the Motley Bow House, and it's written by Stephen Dawson, mm. who runs... I think it's like the oldest running gay 
play like gay theater production company. It's called Outcast Theater. Oh yeah, I've heard of Outcast Theater. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, one of the first shows that I was ever in as an actor. It was yeah, I yeah was in, and he wrote and directed that show, and oh. yeah, it formed a lot of what I continue to feel about the capacity of like gay storytelling and gay theater and. And ju- even just like tiny little things that that production taught me about, like making theater and putting it together, and and the community that can get built around a story. So, oh my god, there's some really good, st- exciting stuff for you here. Yeah, yeah, that's just a list of things that like have like personal, tiny little private resonances with me. Mm. But, yeah, but of course, I'm sure this festival, as these things always do, and as the, like theater continues to do for the two of us, is like we walk blind into so many things that end up just like blowing our minds. Oh god, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I can't wait to just I don't know see the work of a bunch of randos and to just. Yeah, really be surprised and inspired by a bunch of new voices. Yeah, I'm seeing a bunch of things that I, I again, have no idea specifically what they are. But again, I'm, I'm fully with you. I'm, exci- I'm excited to be surprised. Mm. Yeah, constantly excited to be surprised. Especially my queer art. Yeah? Love it. Protect queer art. Incredible. Stunning. Great. Fabulous. Oh my god. First one, Midsummerized. Midsummerized. So yeah. excited. Golly. Oh my god. Yep. It's happening, Jen. It's happening. Oh my god. That's I'm really legitimately nice. so excited. Yeah, it's going to be really, really lovely. I'm yeah. excited to talk to all of you, my my, my dear listeners. It's not yours, Jake. <laughs> I've taken them. Um, and I'm excited to talk to you, Jake, about queer art and stuff. Yeah, super into it. Yeah. Um, sweet listener, if if you are doing something for this festival, um, we already have a bunch of stuff lined up, but we can see if we have time to squeeze anything else in, so please let us know. Yeah. Um, and I'm like a single night free we can probably do something then yeah please yes yeah no and at the very least even just like tell us what it is um because mm. we can tell other people about it as well yeah um if you've had any like really wonderful like midsummer experience yeah. midsummer experiences this year or in the past get nostalgic with us we'd love to hear we'll do some like call outy things on instagram as well like yeah. we'll ask some questions and get some answers from people and like share them on here because yeah we want to like this yeah, to we be, will, baby. yeah like <laughs> um yeah as usual we want it to be more than just our voices we'd love to yeah amplify all of yours too so yeah um yeah let us know any thoughts or input that you have totally um, want to hear your voices yeah. want to hear your hot queer voices yeah as the wonderful hero from james's dubious intent experience reached out to us it's yeah. always a thrill to have these oh. these characters come to life for us oh god so. anytime you put like a face to a name and they have a voice it's like oh my god is this like a novel yeah <laughs> and anything that just reminds you that like your the, the art we're experiencing was made by people it's being seen by people as you're seeing it like it's mm. Every, yeah, I know. It's all, it's living and breathing and it's, we're all sharing everything together. So anything that brings us all closer, we'd love to, yeah, be a part of. So. Yeah, on that note, we've got an Instagram, Praise Dionysus. We have an email, praisedionysus at gmail.com. Yeah, there's a bunch of, yeah, yeah. show notes, information. We'll have all of that down there for you as well. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, happy midsummer, everybody. Presuming that you're listening to this in the time where that phrase still applies. And if not, <laughs> we hope you had a happy midsummer. Yes. Yeah. We'll have you sweet time traveler. That's right. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Um, um, yeah, we, we may we may already disagree with things that we've said in this podcast because we're human beings and opinions change. That's what we do, mm-hmm. ideally. Yeah. Yes, ideally. Um, yeah, and yeah, and friends don't let friends become theater critics. No, no, they don't. They don't. Yeah, um, yeah. Enjoy the rest of your day, sweet listener, and we'll speak to you again really, really soon. So excited to update you with our next blast of the midsummer. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs>